0: From Fortress Funds Managers, this is Do It For Grantley, a podcast where we speak with women and men in Barbados about their Grantleys and other money matters. I'm Kim Howard, Marketing Manager at Fortress, and my co-host is Omar Kennedy. Hello, listeners. An entrepreneur, author, and former financial manager. Today, we're pleased to bring you Panic or Pivot. Our guests are two business leaders who charted new paths to success during Barbados' national lockdown earlier this year. We'll be speaking with an attorney at law who's also CEO of a villa rental company and a financial and legal technology real estate platform. But most recently, she turned her attention to developing a new on-demand delivery service. Lily Dash is co-founder of WeFetch, We will also speak with an electrical engineer and exercise physiologist who's the owner of one of Barbados' longest operating health and wellness clubs, George Griffith of Surfside Wellness Centre. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us, so let's get to it. Financial security doesn't grow on trees, it's built brick by brick with smart investments and a strong partner. To retirement, education, and whatever your future may hold, we say, bring it on. At Fortress Fund Managers, we're not afraid of the hard work, long hours, or steady saving, just like you aren't. We know better than anyone that you can't just hope for good luck. Call Fortress Fund Managers on 435-7777 to build your personal fortress. Your future. Our business. Fortress. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Do It For Grantly. I'm Kim Howard. I'm Omar Kennedy. And this is Do It For Grantly brought to you by Fortress Fund Managers. Fortress Fund Managers has been providing mutual fund services in Barbados since 1996. We provide investment opportunities for both individuals and organizations to invest in mutual funds. That is all that we do. We have been doing that with both Barbados dollars and US dollar funds so Omar is going to just explain to everybody a little bit of what mutual funds are and how they work.
1: A mutual fund is an investment product which takes the money from you the investors and puts it in one big pot and from there the money is invested through Fortress's um, innate knowledge of, of equity and, and debt and invested all over the world for you so what happens is um, it operates on a principle of diversification not putting all of your eggs in one basket. So through Fortress, you'll be invested in literally hundreds of country, companies um, all over the world and dozens of countries because they have found fantastic investments in those places. If you're investing by yourself, you may only invest in companies and countries you know about and that way you lose opportunities. So what happens is by diversify, by diversifying, I'm sorry, you are allowed to reduce your risk, to minimize your risk while maximizing your potential rewards.
0: Awesome. And also to remind listeners as well that they can maximize their knowledge by listening to some of the many episodes we've recorded before. I think we've got more than 21 episodes already, ranging in topics from saving versus investing, family money matters, Property investing, pro- productive investment, retirement planning, and many, many more topics, all available on our website, FortressFund.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcast. So today we have in studio with us we have a former guest, Lily Dash. Hi
2: Lily. Hey, how are you?
0: I'm well, how are you doing?
2: I'm great, thanks. Great to be here. Right, and a lot thanks has changed. For
0: like, of course, always. And Lily was here with us, I think, last season. But a lot has changed since then. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, Lily is an attorney and a real estate CEO, but she recently uh, founded, co-founded, and launched a new company called WeFetch. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. We also have with us uh, George Griffith, who is an electrical engineer by training. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Not many people know
3: that. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> Um, But I think most people know you because you're the CEO in charge of Surfside Fitness Wellness.
3: Yes, correct. Surfside Wellness Center.
0: Awesome. And Surfside has been around since when, George?
3: Surfside has been around for a very long time, longer than me, in fact. But I took over in 1997 from uh, a lady who was my mentor, uh, Maureen Surfleet. I'm not sure if you remember the program on TV. On TV, TV when I was little, yes. Maureen yes. <laughs> was my mentor all the time. I'd come back from university. She'd give me a chance to work at her gym, just tidying up and cleaning. And when she wanted to get out of the industry, she offered me the opportunity to take it. So I did that in 1997.
0: Awesome. Wow. And I'm sure that you've grown since then. And um, we're going to talk about how you've grown and responded to the latest in the pandemic this year as well. So happy to have both of you here. We've been focusing this season on COVID-19 and how it's challenged us and inspired so many of us. So I wanted to talk to you as both entrepreneurs um, about the chance to to pivot and not panic because pivot has been the, the catchphrase throughout this entire time about what we can do differently. So I'm going to first go to, to Lily. On March 20, 20th, you and your partner, Sophie Bannister, you launched WeFetch, which was you know, in the midst of a pandemic, you came out with a brand new company. Tell us about that and how you decided that that was the time to get to get going with this.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I'm a real estate lawyer. I'm real estate technology. I also have a, a villa a- rental agency online. And and uh, and around March 23rd, we just the the 20th, the phones just stopped ringing, right? And we could see it. Like the markets were crashing in a big way. There was enormous panic in the atmosphere. And I was like. We were like, "What can we possibly do now to st- want to stay relevant and to be of service in this at this time and in, in in our lives? And um, what can it be? And the first thing we thought of, okay, well, food, no matter what, as long as we're here on earth, we need food security, right? So a method, a way to be in these supermarkets and provide food security for people was, you know, first on the list. and we just made it happen, made some calls put out a website like you know overnight and the next day the phone just started ringing and the inquiry started coming in and the orders just started coming in and and it just compounded you know we started off the first day it was four orders the next day it was 80 or eight, eight orders the day after that that 20 40 80 100 200 300 it it, was, it just it was. It just went viral.
0: Was it something that you had been planning for some time? No, no, not, not, it not all. It just literally never, came out of. I
2: never. Um, I never th- I had no idea. No, th- March fifteenth. I had no <laughs> idea that I was doing this on the twentieth. We were going to be doing this on the twentieth. But in the villa, in the villa rental space, right? We we take care of guests, rock star celebrity guests, and they get things at demand because they're paying that kind of money. So they, you know, you, they ask for something. Someone goes out, does the groceries, does the delivery. And really it's only reserved for a select few people who can do that everybody else who stays in the hotels and the airbnbs have to go to the supermarket and we're like how can we democratize this service that we offer to our our guests sophie and i and um and technology of course is the way to do that now there's an app for that you need a panadol in the middle of the night there's an app for that you need something on christmas eve there's an app for that you don't have to go out of your house so yeah i mean you just have, we just, we had the resources to do it. We had the team because we, we were building websites and technology, which is why I came here before. So we had the team in place and so we just pivoted the whole team. We said, team, we're doing this now. All
0: right. There's no Villa guests coming <laughs> in right now. So this is what we're going to focus on.
2: Exactly. So
0: that way you were also able to maintain your team.
2: Exactly. Awesome. And to Maintain our team and employ, employ. we've provided work for like 40, 40 people. Wow. Okay. Um, At a time when a lot of people addition, didn't have work. In addition to the team that we had, so certainly. Okay,
1: uh, that's pretty sweet. Um, George Surfside Wellness Center has been operating for over twenty years. Um, during the shutdown, um, countless businesses were forced to close their doors, and um, persons who had startups had to go out of business, and and, and you know a lot of businesses shut down permanently. Um, gyms and wellness centers were some of the last of, of the sectors to be granted permission to reopen. Um, meaning that they weren't making any money for for quite some time. As a seasoned entrepreneur, tell us how you found a way to pivot to maintain your client base and the jobs of your trainers and the rest of your
3: staff. Yeah, the the model for health clubs, as far as retention is concerned, is is based around the fact that nobody joins a club to be the only one there, and all the retention models have been telling us that we have to try and get. As many ways to keep people connected to that brick and mortar facility as possible right so we want to establish connections with your front desk staff establish connections to your trainers member to member connections and suddenly the brick and mortar wasn't there anymore so what could we do Uh, initially we started by trying to broaden our reach online so the actual surfside wellness social media pages didn't really have that great of a following so we just started by giving a lot of free content for about the first month. A lot of free content to the community. We recognize that people out there struggling. So we gave a lot of free classes, free workouts online. And that really helped to grow our social media presence. Uh, from there on, we started to pivot to uh, online service. So we, in, in the initial part of the lockdown, when nothing was happening at all, we moved to Surfside Online. So our members had access to our Um, or programming through an online platform called Yondo. So we would go into the club, we'll set up the lights, we set up a high quality um, video feed, and we do our classes online, and that kept our members connected to the programming that we offered and to the trainers that they'd become so familiar with and that they were so um, in love with. Um, Then once, we started to get some ease of the restrictions we added another element surfside outdoors so we started to do beach training we started to do boot camps we started to come to people's homes as long as they had the space and we could still physical distance we added another element so that was kind of how we started to transition so now all these elements are part of our normal programming we have the brick and mortar facility we still have Surfside Online, which is now part of our overall membership. You can come to the gym. If you don't feel like coming in, you can go online and do the class that was taught at 6 a.m. this morning, whenever you feel like it. And we still have our Surfside Outdoor Facility, which is being expanded through the um, Barbados Adventure Race programming as well. Nice.
0: So Surfside On Demand, it sounds like to me.
3: Correct. Yeah, so you can go to the online platform and you can do it live while the class is happening. Or you can just find a time of your day that's more suited to you and you can bring it down. We call it... um a live experience online. oh
0: wonderful. and was this uh, was this only open to members or did you have or did you already have to be a member of the gym to access this?
3: no we, we have people who only have an online membership right now. okay they never come to the club they've never come to the club they've never just set took, foot in there. they've never set foot through those doors <laughs> and they have a completely online membership.
0: Wow, okay. And I guess you facilitated all that through online payments and that type of thing.
3: Correct, yes. Yeah. Cool. So we have a PayPal, PayPal business account, we have digital transfers, we have everything set up for that to make that easier for people to access.
0: Was that difficult to set up because you were not necessarily oriented that way before?
3: Um, yes and no. Now, about five or so years ago, we started to make a, a, a transition towards building out an app for Surfside. And and this app would have included this because we have so many people like like Lily who are very kind of high-powered business people who are management who travel who work in different territories. So we had already had an eye towards trying to offer a facility to our members who couldn't come to the club for whatever for whatever reason that day. Um, But the app development at the time was horrendous. It was just the the interface wasn't good and we kind of shelved it for a while. So once the pandemic hit, we kind of revisited it. Technology was better, app development was better and it was able for us to to move more smoothly into it. So it wasn't completely new from a conceptual perspective, Mm -hmm. but it was new from the actual implementation perspective.
1: What would you say was the biggest challenge that you faced during the shutdown?
2: Certainly with us. Volume, we were like inundated. It was a baptism of fire for us, and we had you know no experience in the logistics industry whatsoever. So managing that and making sure we didn't drop any balls, of course, a couple of balls were dropped and that especially on that day when the government told everybody that so we're shutting down everything, you know, and they shut down the supermarkets for two weeks, that was a real experience for us. Whenever you're learning or you're growing or there's change just like in the gym, you're working a new muscle. It hurts to get to that to get to that point, and so um that for sure that initial learning curve for us was probably the biggest challenge. But other than that, it was we've been good.
1: Okay, I just want one follow up question. Um, was did you find there was any aversion of persons handling cash for fear of transmission of the virus or anything like that, or
2: cash is very expensive, right? To ha- handle, we have you know forty, fifty drivers out there at any given time, and you don't know. It's difficult, it's difficult. Also, we have um, online payments with First Caribbean, RBC, CIBC, Scotiabank. We're drop-down payee, so anybody can go into the app and essentially pay via their debit card but using their phone. And then we had credit card facilities, so all the major credit card facilities and, um, and PayPal. But we learned very, very early on we did a big order for a, a lady with these kids, $700 order, and she was like, I'll pay you when you get here. And when we got there, she was like, my boyfriend didn't give me the money. And that was the end of that, no more no more cash payments. <laughs> oh wow. wow, so
0: you, you asked, ca- there's no more cash payments? No
2: more cash payments. Wow. So we really tried to do everything digitally online, because it's just, you know, in order, to, it's it's just too expensive. You can't afford to take as a company take too many lots seven hundred dollar losses yes. like that, you know?
0: And it's not that you can return the chicken that you
3: picked up from your
2: Especially supermarket. Especially at right? the end of the day. No, yeah. no, no, no. Wow. <laughs>
3: George? Yeah, our our challenge is a little bit different. So we've been around for a while and our members have kinda aged with us. So we've seen a trans a transition in our members from, you know, that kind of twenty something girl, woman at the front of the class in the really short shorts doing aerobics to kind of, a, you know, our senior fitness program is our most popular program on the schedule. And because of that, a lot of our members weren't really that Comfortable with the technology online, so the initial transition was was challenging for a lot of them. Mm. Um, you know, we would we would have people making calls online and just have the phone up and the video would be looking at the ceiling and <laughs> <laughs> stuff stuff like that, right? So it was it was a little bit of education and and trying to make the online platform as user friendly as possible so that you know our members felt comfortable on there because you know with that online experience all you need is one little barrier to say i'm done with this and you move on to something something else so um in addition to that we were doing everything we were doing equipment rentals we were running around you know taking bits of equipment to people's homes but just like Lily said part of the challenge was the cash thing because some, some people are like, I don't have a credit card. I don't have a debit card. You know, why can't I just pay you cash? Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. I turn up with a bunch of equipment to, to rent to you for the next two or three months. And, you know, we don't know how long the lockdown is going to go for. You want to pay for the per- first month and do it <laughs> month to month. And then the equipment comes back in the state. We don't have any, any device to take a deposit off. And so you could end up losing money like that as well.
1: Has it been difficult? To get persons back into the gym because of the proximity persons are sweating and you know about social distancing and whatnot um have there been challenges there
3: yeah absolutely i think um people seem to fall into one or two very distinct camps those persons who couldn't wait to get back and literally the day that we opened those people came back and then there was well i'm still not sure about that and that tended to be our kind of more senior population mm-hmm. or actual senior fitness class is back to capacity but those those members who weren't part of that particular program but who were just a little bit older they're now just trickling back in um so it was a challenge at first but i think one of the things that helped us is because surfside's been known for its kind of hygiene standards for for a very long time so the the wet wipes and and the Sanitation station, we had all those before covid There's, those aren't things that we had to install to the point now that we can 't even get those wet wipes because we had a standing order for them. we have them come every three months, and in the two weeks we were back, we used our supply or three month supply and yeah it's it 's been completely different. The whole cost of doing business have changed because of covid for sure
0: well, the cost of doing business has changed, and a lot has changed through this pandemic. I think a lot of people constantly talk about return to normal. Um, my thing is, I don't think that we're ever going to return to what we considered normal. We're just going to move on right. to what is going to be our new normal. And I think the one of the benefits that we've had coming out of this pandemic is the ability for us to evolve. So in the case of We Fetch, you have been expanding into the Caribbean after not knowing what you were doing March 15th. But then within five days, launching a brand new business that's had great success, you know, expanding into the Caribbean with the assistance of the United Nations Development Program. And you're adding new shopping options for customers every day. So I'd love for you to tell us a bit more about what comes next for you and WeFetch. And also I'll get to you, George, about the same thing.
2: We went viral. Let me tell you, like we had... Trinidadian businessmen calling us. Trinidadian, um supermarkets calling us, asking to partner with us. So that was that was amazing. We had the United Nations seeing what we were doing with local fishermen in, in oysters and and calling us. When when they're calling you, you know you're onto something, right? And saying how can we support you? How can we help you? So we're just about to launch a whole new platform. Okay. It's developed by um, some of the guys from. Rappy, which is a, a big South American um, company like ours, um, to make it that much more efficient to for people that much that um, much more user friendly for people to use, um, and to do online shopping of all different kinds. You know, we have Cave Shepherd on board where we're selling beauty products and basketball hoops and total sports things from Total Sports. We have Sol, the big the gas stations where we're offering no late night service for hot dogs and you know and <laughs> a panadol and razor blades or whatever you need wow. at that <laughs> at that time of night so so of course, we're expanding. We, we we want to become a super app. Basically, anything you want delivered on demand, right? Whether it be from beach toys to groceries to pharmaceuticals to cooked, you know, to food and and restaurant options. So for us, that's that to continue to expand into the into the region, um, continue to grow out our market share, uh, continue to assist businesses to get to market in this in this. Um, World of virtualization, which and has, is what we're in right now.
0: Has have things since things, things have opened back up? I know elsewhere in the region they're clamoring for your services. Uh, here in Barbados, where you started, has there been any fall off or any shift oh, in of the business? Of course,
2: of course. You know, there's we're we're post COVID optimizing right now. Not that we're anywhere near past it, but we're past the lockdown. Mm-hmm. You know, when people couldn't go out, and we are the only ones who had license to even go into the supermarkets. Like, there was times when. Nobody could go to the supermarkets. It was delivery only, and they, you know, the supermarkets were facing the same. You know, they they, they had it worse because they, you know, they just couldn't put. You know, we're a very small boat, right? It's easy to do a 360 in a in a dinghy. Not so easy to do it in an aircraft carrier, which is what <laughs> these these supermarkets are. So when they were getting their delivery, you know, their call in deliveries, and just not, it, 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 you it know, people hard. were getting their orders a week a week. Later, and so people were coming to us, and we were able to, you know, it was like a VIP service for the grocery delivery when you need it. Um, so yeah, we've definitely seen a slowdown in, you know, we're not getting two hundred orders a day in Barbados <laughs> like we were back then. But but now we just have to continue to evolve the technology, continue to make it more user friendly. We're really evolving a culture of buying online. You know, we have and we're teaching and educating. Um, Barbadians and people in the Caribbean that this is something you can do. This is something you can get within an hour. You know, this is the service that you can expect of the Caribbean. You know, and that's something that you know it takes a little bit of time, but yeah, it's all a process. Yeah, it
0: sounds promising too, George. What about you? How how do things look for you going forward?
3: Yeah, I think we we've started to look at the fitness services we provide as content. Mm. So. It's all content whether you come to us through the doors in the brick and mortar facility or it's content when we put it online through our online facility or it's content whether we take that package material and sell it to someone in Costa Rica or sell it to one in South Africa or sell it in Australia. And that's what we're moving towards now. So we have someone who's, whose job it is is to find content to sell in different regions. Um, we're partnering with them towards packaging the better material we have online uh, and to expand it throughout the world. So... From that perspective, we have to make sure that what we offer is very unique to Barbados mm. and very distinctive because anybody can go online now and do it through the Nike app. They can have access to the best trainers in the world. So why would they choose Surfside Programming? Because it has that Caribbean flair, it has that Barbadian element, and it's completely distinct from anything that they can see anywhere else. So that's what we're transitioning to, and uh, hopefully that'll be successful for us.
0: I almost feel like I vaguely remember Maureen Fleet doing stuff on the beach.
3: Yes, so I, I, that was um, Shape Up <laughs> with Maureen, yes. and we, I also had a, a program called The Breakfast Jam Okay, that followed Maureen, which we would shoot it down at the Hilton sometimes. We did mm-hmm. it on location. We be all outdoors, and that was part of the whole kind of feel of it, right? Mm-hmm. We wanted it to be distinctly Barbados, Barbados. We didn't want it to look like just another ESPN Fitness Shapers thing, so we always tried to shoot on location and show them, show off the better elements of Barbados for sure
0: almost returning to your
3: roots (laughs) yes well not me personally yes but my team is for sure Uh, (laughs) okay sweet sweet sweet
1: now we talked about the business aspect of it so for both of you guys um tell me about COVID and yourselves personally how you handle your day-to-day lives your money your you know your you know recreation what what have you guys been how how has how's life changed for the both of you
2: i've been working a lot I'm not gonna lie. I just worked straight through it. Thank gosh, because I know it, it's hard. It's hard for people. I always have to be doing something, you know. Always have to be doing something, which is part of the motivation incentivization to get into We Fetch in the first place. Because I was like, hell on earth would be being bored for the next, you know, however long it's gonna be. You know, I'm not one who can sit easily and watch net- Netflix. I just I don't have what it takes. I think clarity and focus in every area of your life, of my life, for sure.
3: For me, I've been trying to not slip back into those habits, right? Because, you know, we had some bad habits. Covid came along, it exposed some of those habits. You made a vow to change. You change for a little bit and then things open up again. And it's like, how do you prevent yourself from slipping back into those habits now that life is somewhat back to normal? I mean, I was very lucky because I live on the east coast of Barbados. And um, during the lockdown, I also have a, a small farm, so I had a farmer's car. So I was never really locked down. Mm. You know, even when I was supposed to be inside, I hope nobody's listening. When yeah. I was supposed to be inside, I was still <laughs> we hope I plenty was, of people. I was still outside hiking, I was still walking my dogs because there's no one up there looking, right? And it's pretty much safe. I would go for a one hour hike and I would not see anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was during that lockdown I was working my farm. I was um, I did a lot of cucumbers. During that period of time, I found a very nice variety of cucumbers to all the sushi chefs and yeah. all the people who were selling sauce that maybe weren't supposed to. I was I was getting to all of them as well. So um, I just kept busy, just like Lily. I'm one of those people who just, you know, I'm not happy sitting down. So everything that we could do to keep ourselves busy and bring in a little extra money and, you know, pay some bills is what we really turned to doing for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the valuable lesson that I think many of us, like you said, George, we we learned for a while and mm-hmm. some of us have sort of slipped back. During lockdown, I would walk to the cliff, walk along the cliff and then come home. And then I was ready to work from home. And um, I went this weekend and that was the first time in about three weeks. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So it's it's good to remember, to be reminded of that and, you know, to stop and take in those things as well um, and keep, keep the, the critical things, the things that are real, real, as Lily was alluding to earlier so thank you both very much for coming and talking to us today i'm really impressed with both what you're doing and i know there are other businesses in the barbados have also kind of stepped up but i'm really pleased with what both of you have done um lily coming out, out there with nothing to this amazing thing and george taking this long entrenched and established business and bringing fitness to the people and people that wanted the opportunity to exercise and to, to feel that, that sense of being able to be active when they were locked within their cartilages. Right. So <laughs> thank you very much for doing that. Um, we are now into well into our fourth season. And thank you listeners as well for listening to us. And we hope that you will share any thoughts that you have with us either on our website fortressfund.com slash podcast or you can inbox us or email us at info at fortressfund.com or just you know, send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you very much. And this has been Do It For Grant Lee.
1: See you guys later.
0: Bye. Do It For Grantly is a production of Fortress Fund Managers. You can listen to and download all our episodes in all the good places podcasts are available or on our website fortressfund.com That's fortressfund.com where you can also find this episode's show notes explaining all the financial terms we mentioned in the show. Remember, let us know what you think about the podcast, this episode, or any other money matters. You can send us a voice note at fortressfund.com slash podcast, email us at info at or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at Fortress Fund Managers. Most people find out about podcasts through recommendations. So please, spread the word and tell your friends about our show. Until next time, I'm Kim Howard. And I'm Omar Kennedy. Thanks for listening.